Hello, Meg. Hello, Susan. How are you? I'm well. Episode two of season two. We're back. We're back. I'm loving being back. This is fun. I know. Like actually making time to yes. have a proper chat. It's, it's good. great. All right. What was the best thing you ate this week? <gasps> best thing I ate. I feel like I might have liked to have this one in the past again, but oh well. Um, so I made again the um, Korean barbecue beef ribs in the Recipe 10 Eats book oh, dinner. Yum. I did them again because... Very cheap. The ribs were on special and quite cheap um, for meat at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. But I also had all the stuff from when I made it last yes. time. Like the particular yes, Korean yes. gochang, I think it's called, which is the chili paste that you use. You have like a whole cup full of this oh, chili wow, paste. Oh, wow, really? It. It's amazing. It's so, so delicious. Is it really hot? Um, no. No, no. Oh. no. Like, even my spicy, reluctant <laughs> middle child. This is my spice reluctant <laughs> child. <laughs> He's spice-phobic. He's spice-reluctant. He's like, have a go. No, he, he doesn't mind it. He needs water with it. Yeah. Um, but, again, I did it with that smashed cucumber salad again because oh, I'm obsessed that's with that. Very... And he's like, why do you keep making this cucumber salad? Do you think it's so good? I'm like, yeah, I really, really like it. He's like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It just works so well with this. And they're just so, so funny. sticky and delicious. Yum. Um, and so I yes. did that. Oh, but another thing I did, which is not in the book but was on the website, is the roast tomato and burrata salad. Oh. Oh, my goodness. It's delicious. So you yeah. just get cherry tomatoes and you just cook them with some shallot, like a shallot, the purple, yep. little purple guys, um, and then you just like cook them for 15 minutes. So they're not squishy, but oh, they've split just yeah, a little bit, so yeah. just enhance that tomatoey flavour. Um, dollop on some pesto and then put a burrata on the top and then you cut the burrata oh out. yeah and yep. we had it with it basically the burrata becomes the sauce yes that was amazing as well yeah so definitely highly recommend so easy just like that tiktok trend that went around for a while oh, with, the, with the feta one, yeah i never made that me neither no but it's um, probably quite similar yes um, you do need to make sure that you've had the burrata out of the fridge yeah 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 for a little while otherwise it's too cold and won't be oozy yes enough but that yeah. might have if I have done the ribs before, I won't do them again. It'll be that tomato. Right. It's the best thing. Okay. Well, that's a little loophole. You just chuck two in there. <laughs> that's right. Radio. What I might you? chuck in two, actually. <laughs> what was the best thing you ate? Well, I was going to say the meatloaf oh, out yeah. of the recipe yeah, today. It's, so it's so good. It's and you're really, like, you really. The onion, yeah. And then it like swells into the meat. Yes, yes. And the bread. Well, so I think good. I just chucked all. And like, it's this like pulverized wet oniony mm. mess yeah actually you do that too with the um sweet and sour pork that she makes ah. that's delicious i haven't made but, that but um you do it with oh. the meat, one of the meatballs as well yeah, yeah. Mm. but it just soaks up into the breadcrumbs yeah. and yeah and it's really good lot. so good but again you've got that that sort of caramelized it's very much like your ribs that caramelized sort of sauce and then you add more at the end and oh my goodness it was great yum with the delicious um, really good mashed potato and i think just broccoli yum, but yum. thinking about something else actually honorable mention honorable mention honorable, honorable mention for those who listen to the <laughs> off menu podcast <laughs> <laughs> i made um stuff now. i made this um like i had pork mince thought out I was going to make sausage rolls and mm. then I just didn't get around to it and so then I they were going to be lunchbox items oh, nice. but um yeah we, I, fancy oh, we're so <laughs> fancy um but I ended up making this hoisin pork it was supposed to uh, yeah anyway 
I think it was supposed to be with like pork loin, but oh, right. yeah, I used it with pork mince. Yeah, and it was really delicious. And I, um, I'm still using the cabbage that you gave me. <laughs> that was the world's biggest cabbage. It was bigger than my head. So we got like accidentally a, ordered two different, yeah, odd bunch type. That's right. Box yeah, yeah, yeah. They arrived on the same day. That's right. So there, we'll find the photo of me holding the cabbage. <laughs> it's about the biggest. It's as big as your whole torso. It is. A, it's a huge cabbage. So I did shred up some of that to go in it That's last right. night. And cabbage so. lasts so long. Like it just you get that weird little blacky grey. Yeah. You just cut that cut, off. Cut it off. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's right. No, yes. it was that was actually really tasty, and because yeah. um, we had leftover rice from. I don't know something butter mm -hmm. chicken or something I always make too much rice so yeah we had that and it was a I bit like one of those bowls I always deliberately make too much rice because then you can mm. shove it in a snap-lot bag and freeze it yes and then it's perfect for fried rice yeah there's yeah, actually yeah. a tomato thing that I'm doing this week from the book which is like a tomato parmesan rice that you use oh, like day frozen old or rice. frozen yeah, rice yeah, yeah. to get that yeah. less starch not buggy yeah crispy chili, yeah delicious well this yeah it was really good like the yeah. pork really sort of caramelized and it was like soy sauce and hoisin sauce and honey and sugar oh, and yeah. vinegar and wow like it was a whole lot of sauce i'm yeah, like yeah. oh this seems like it's going to be too much but it wasn't it was great perfect and um yeah crunchy noodles crispy noodles uh, as well see they're, well, they're the good fun the i know Happy it was days. really good it was delicious oh, i might have to give but, that a crack yeah yeah i think it would work with like chicken mince because yeah. we have a pork like a <laughs> pork phobic yeah definitely i think yeah, it cool. would i i yeah like especially like um like a fattier chicken like a chicken thigh sort of mince oh okay i don't yeah. know can you buy that i'm just making it up you could just do you could, chop you could probably own. just do it really finely sliced up chicken thigh oh nice because yeah, that okay. fatty caramelizing yes mm, would be good right. i mean i don't know I what do they make that. chicken mince out of anyway bits yeah i think it's chicken pieces <laughs> let's not go there that too no we don't <laughs> anyway moving along <laughs> anyway so today we wanted to talk about um just because i've noticed a few things in the media recently around sports people and yes. connecting with their bodies which yeah. has been a really a really good thing to yes. see. I mean, what the main one I, was the pole vaulter, the Australian pole vaulter. The American um, and Australian, yes. they shared the gold. Shared the gold instead of going and for another jump. People were people had a go. calling her a coward, Yeah, which really yeah. made me think about the treatment that the American gymnast Simone Biles had. Yes. Same deal, yeah. you know, like letting the team down. The and Naomi Osaka, was she yes. like, I, mean, I can't do this. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. This. I'm going to end up. Like yeah. really unwell and yeah. broken. Yeah, um, I know. And there's all this heap on and then yes. when you actually listen to people's stories. But also I think the contrast sense. of that to other athletes who are post-career coming out and saying, well, actually, had an eating disorder so Constantly. often. And it's so frustrating yeah. as, you know, because we often speak to people who have eating disorders and they will often be looking at current Mm. athletes yep. as you know as role amazing models, as role yeah. models. I'm like do i have to remind you of all of these swimmers in particular yes, gymnasts yes. who when they write their memoir in 10 yeah, years time yeah, yeah. and reflect on the time when they were being held yes. up as a picture of health and they're so amazing at the top yeah. of the game and so good they were crumbling yep. physically and emotionally yes um yeah um actually not athletes but do you remember that band bardo sophie monk was oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah. a manufactured pop band yes. like yes. yeah i was reading a i think it was an 
article from Mamma Mia mm -hmm. last night and one of them was talking about like in their contract so they made like millions of dollars and mm. they got like 25 35 dollars a day <gasps> shocking but also in their contract was going to the gym oh. and she was saying like she definitely had an eating disorder mm. and there were a number of the others that had wow, eating the disorders. Wow, the worst thing they could be doing was being yeah. forced to. Because it, their, their physique was, oh, was, was part thing, of yeah, their marketing, the whole, their yuck. look. It's so gross. But it was really interesting because, I mean, I heard about that, um, them sharing the gold and the mm -hmm. the men's high jump had done it too. I don't yeah. remember being a big outcry about the oh, men's no. high right. jumpers <laughs> doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was really fascinating, and I didn't know, I really liked how she wrote about, like, she knows her body. And yes. So, and she has to put her foot in the same, pretty mm -hmm. much within millimetres, the same spot every time yeah. to have a successful and jump. And it was moving. And, and it was yeah, moving. She, she was yeah. fatiguing. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's such a precise sport. Yep. Yeah. Um, that you, if you're two centimetres out, you might not land on the mat. Yeah. Like, you could be have a catastrophic injury yeah that's right um, exactly and going for four for something there would already been a they, longer than yeah. normal competition a huge amount hot, of time right? i know and i would wager i would put money on it that the people who are critics are not pole vaulters <laughs> they probably wouldn't know one end of a pole vault from the other <laughs> I no i know it's like what's that you know if you're not in the arena yeah. How do you we do don't... that for the first time this is totally off topic but pole vaulting, like when you watch me have no idea time Decide to bend a stick and fall this way and just hope that, that it's going to catapult you that way. <laughs> I, I don't even understand high jump. How do they run forward, go sideways, yes, and they're over niece backwards? Is an excellent high she jumper. is. She's so springy, and I'm just like watching, just go, how? Mm, I don't understand. No, how you jump. The, 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 <laughs> no, the physics of that makes no sense to me no, at all. It's so amazing. But again, yeah. you can imagine fatigue. Because like, I know, like, I'm not an elite sports person. Um, but I have chronic ankle instability and yep. fatigue is yes. like when have I rolled my ankle? At the end of a run. Yes. At the end of a exactly, walk. Exactly, exactly. Well, except there was the one time I was just in my house carrying a load of washing. But Other <laughs> than that. about that one. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, I had run that morning. So yeah. it maybe was a bit fatigued. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just. But <sighs> like the reason that, like, and I think what she was saying too, is the reason that they've got to this level is that they do listen to their yeah. bodies. Yeah. And so, and again, like the people who have, like the athletes who've come come under their own um, volition, come out of it and gone, I can't do that right now. Mm. This would be really bad. They're back at the top of their game. Totally. You yes. know, then. Oh, like, Biles, her yes. re-entry, it's just like amazing. I know, I know. And so I just think what I really like about it is they're talking about it and yes. that sort of gives normal humans yeah. permission. Yeah. To listen to their bodies for too. Sure. And actually going back to, you know, when the memoirs come out 10 years later mm -hmm. and someone was really struggling, so often it's because they are being forced to follow someone else's training plan, yes. eating plan, yep. and what's actually going on for them is not part of the picture. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Here's our, and actually those those big complaints that have come out of, was it Columbia Uni? There's a uni recently that's had some complaints, like a big complaints coming out of their athletics program with the dietitian and yeah. head coach or something. Yeah. And a lot of it is around... There was a skinfold test they all had yep. to do, and if you didn't fit in this particular small window, you were forced to basically get there to get in that window. Yeah, assuming that because that window is associated with performance, yes, that if yep. you force your body there, you yeah. get that same yeah. performance. But it wasn't I, happening; um, they were breaking. They were getting stress fractures. And I have a friend and who sorts of stuff is a really she's a high, she is like your classic type A, mm -hmm. like she is a high achiever. 
she's a lawyer and she decided to get into triathlon mm-hmm. at She'd previously been like, you know, going to the Olympics level swimmer. So she's that person, right? And um, so as a, I think in her 30s or 40s, decided Mm -hmm. to get into triathlon. It's a fun sport. And yeah, well, she ended up like with a, like she had like a coach who was like, like an online coach. Mm -hmm. So, but he gave her really precise weight goals. Like this really like, like odd, like four kilos or like really precise Mm. that she had to get to in order to run faster and all that happened was she felt completely out of control with Mm. food I'm like well I'm sure that there's probably like I'm not a sports dietitian and also not an athlete but my guess is that there's probably a top speed for any person right Right, and maybe your training should be about running faster you know, like hill sprints or yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, there is certainly, you know. Um, but why do we? It's is like, the association causation what, stuff. power to weight type yes, thing. Yes, and all the focus being put on the weight. The weight rather than so the power. drops your power. Yeah. So, I think all the, so what's really good, I think, is this um, new way of what was called the female athlete trial when we were at uni. Yeah, yeah. Which is now Red S, which is relative yeah. energy deficiency in sport. Yeah. Is just so much broader. Yeah. Um, and looking at what are the risks, what are the signs, yes. this sort of a way yeah. of um, looking at where people are falling as yeah. far as risk. Yeah. Um, and de emphasizing a target weight. Physique goals. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you've got to think anyone who can push through the level of pain that athletes push through to get, <laughs> they are, I we naturally I... <laughs> have to assume they're at high risk, yes. right? They really. You know, oh. that's just got to be part of the thought process. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, oh, no, pain, that's why, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, again, it's, it comes out later. And I think that it's really difficult when there is actual weight classes. It was funny, just at the, at yes. the other day I was chatting to a dad who one of his best mates was a jockey. Oh, right, um, yeah. And actually talking about, like, I don't know this, who this person is at all, um, about just how he's actually really struggles now with, with food and with eating and with body yeah. and because for so long yes. you're sort of working against it, not listening to it, restricting, yeah. restricting. Um, lots of his had a lot of fractures. He's had yes. a lot of health problems post his career. I think are they, I think, well, because one of our friends works in that field, um, but I think they're getting better at selecting well, I remember when I did athletes. my, when I, years, this is a long time ago, I was pregnant with one of my children. So it was, at, I think I was, I don't remember which one. It's at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I did the anthropometry course. Oh, yes, with yes, yes. I remember who they are. Yeah. Um, and the sports dietitian who was sort of running it for us was really quite interesting. He was saying that now they will, if someone does a sort of on growth charts yeah, yeah. and natural stuff from when they were little, are going to just naturally have mm-hmm. quite a low BMI. They're probably not going to bring them into their this elite long, athlete this is for program. Distance, for long yeah, yeah, yeah. Runners. Yep. Um, because again, of the risk goes. Yeah. If that's not their natural body. Yep. Then they may well not. Yeah, be I remember able to perform at that level, yeah. which I, is really um, different to someone who's actually naturally in a bigger body, forcing themselves down there. Yeah, that's and right. Expecting you have the same results. Yeah, it's just not. Yes, I did that course too, and I remember them talking about like the head circumference measurement, like footy, footy players. Ah, right. You know, shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, or at that yeah. sort of you know, are you going to? Are you? You might think you're a yeah. winner, but my friend, you are not. <laughs> yeah, and I think what's really kind of sad, not sad about it, but possibly release from it is, um, you can't do anything you want to do. 
Like, well, yeah. yeah actually, and that's actually okay. And I think with some of the things, you know, say like, you know, ballet, whatever, like mm. it is it is something that's artificial really yeah. because we know that people can be incredibly graceful, powerful, amazing mm. dancers, but the demands on what does a ballerina yeah. look like have been set as such. So, you know, that is that is something that people are working to to push back against mm. and um and at the same time, you know, like we're holding this who's coming into elite ballet schools, let's try and keep them as safe as possible, yes. I suppose. Uh-huh. But then I think too, the other the other great incredible women's sport thing is um the Matildas. Oh, I'm still on high from that. Oh so my fun. goodness. But <laughs> then afterwards it. when it you know when that post from oh, um, Alicia yeah, Edge <gasps> performance not... is their dietitian yes. and a couple of years ago they stopped doing body measures yeah amazing like, I know I'm so, and you, we know from people we work with yeah that it's sometimes the most unhelpful thing yes yes um state not weight is the good old phrase that yeah. we use but for someone at that point in to go wow I think this is causing more harm than good yes we're going to replace it with other Let's measure the things that actually matter. And then you could not have asked for a better performance. No. Like particularly just so such a reassurance of what we sort of feel we've known for a long time. Yeah. Someone have the guts to do it on that full-on top level. Mm -hmm. I'm so in awe. Yeah, um, I yeah, it's amazing. I know it's absolutely yes, and, and it shows you can it can be done. And so yes. back to that where that uni I was talking about where there were complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, the dietitian was quoted as saying, "I don't. I work in an elite." performance basing I don't work in any sort of clinic yeah what it's like when you like meet a dietitian oh I remember being at some training with for dietitians um and going around if it was for eating it's like for before eating disorder training yeah this is pre-covid going back a while um and going around the circle and a couple of people saying oh yeah I don't work for people in stores I work in a gym yeah <laughs> like, oh where do you think I hate no, to tell you. Everywhere. They're in the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you do. It's just so often those behaviours held up as, oh, you're so disciplined. Yes. You've got so much willpower. Oh, you, I couldn't, you know, as this massive positive. Yeah, that's right. But what's going on in the person's head is Indeed, indeed. But I thought the interesting thing um, also with the with the post um, was that she thought it wasn't going to go anywhere, that post. Mm. I was a bit sort of slightly nervous yeah. about putting it out there yeah. because it is such obviously still such a strong um, narrative that this is part of, athlete conditioning and and if you're not doing that what are you doing yeah that's right exactly she probably has yeah and she did a video a follow-up video saying you know it's not just me that she'll never ever do that yes yes um yeah but it's not going to be built into policy that everyone has to do it no matter what yeah yeah Um, but it's really interesting because i remember having a conversation with Alicia forever ago with a very you know well respected and i respect her as well um very high up sports dietitian um, who had been to some training, I think, run by Fiona Sutherland, maybe, at the AIS on any sort of risk and body right, image and all yes. that sort of stuff. And this other dietitian saying, oh, she's not really sure how it's going to work. Um, you know, you can go too basically, oh, I can go a bit too far because we do need to have weight as a measure. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And what I didn't say, and I walked away and went, oh, why did I even say that? Um, is that might be, well, you might feel that that's the case, but at some point, we've got to be doing informed consent and risk management. Yeah, yeah. That's the piece. And I yes. think that's probably, um, I have no idea, I 
have to try and get her on the podcast. Yeah, that has been part of um, sort of Alicia's move forwards is has it actually been around that informed consent and yes. risk management piece? Yeah. It's not just let's just throw that out because yeah, we don't like it. Ten of people or thirty yeah, yeah. of people, or we don't like it. Or, or I'm uncomfortable with it yeah, from my own definitely. personal philosophical point of view. But actually, when we're when we're actually doing this client centered care, when we're actually listening to people mm-hmm. and asking, hearing from them, yeah. Oh, okay, we're actually learning. Yeah, we've now got like something concrete that says yep. this is really risky. Yeah, yeah, and we need to manage this properly. And you think of like you know, particularly with soccer players, what are we expecting of them? They need endurance. Yeah, they need to be able to back up three days later. And that's right, exactly. They need to you know fuel be able to adequately sprint, sprint again, sprint again, sprint again. <laughs> like what right. are they actually doing on the pitch? They need to have you know right. their brain. They need to have precision. So much focus and, yeah. You know all of that sort of stuff. You're like, let's train for that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and fuel that. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit argy bargy. Yeah. You don't have to actually. Yeah, have yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's so seen that footage of um, Sam Kerr dropping that pitch invader. <laughs> <laughs> she just lines him up so beautifully. Oh, yeah, let's not let's celebrate that. Sure but Queen! <laughs> Get off my pitch and away from my Yeah, I know. I, mean, I don't like, know what he's going to do. The physics of it was just perfect. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's really exciting <laughs> that it's creeping yes. forward yeah. and possibly jumping forward a little bit. Um, it will be interesting to see what other teams and other sports yeah. well, take that the rowing team lead. Um, there was a rowing team in England, like I think it was Olympic rowers I was reading about. Mm, okay. um, and the, I had a new Dutch team come in and be like, you've yeah. got underfueling. Yeah. <laughs> and way increased their food. Yes. Um recommendations and they won like they did yeah like yeah yeah performance all improved yeah um and they've been all been so afraid of gaining weight yeah they hadn't actually been eating anywhere near enough yeah to feel for the work that they were doing yeah um, yes so interesting that's, that's a very good use of numbers right tell me what's going in oh what are you totally what what's the output oh, mm-hmm. there's a massive we gap. need to really up that yeah because we've got such a distorted view of what a vertical like normal amount of food is yeah um that people think that it's just normal to not eat have much. a pittance yeah. and look i think just imagine the the you know the memoirs of the future yeah no i had a terrible eating disorder while i was at the peak of my performance and none of you know it. yeah i know that would be nice wouldn't it or i was on the brink and this amazing dietitian came in <laughs> <So> <laughs> and she said I didn't have free weight anymore and that's right. fed me properly and then yeah, I went and scored a goal at the World Cup. That was that's it. what I want. That's right. <laughs> All credit to the dietitians. <laughs> the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the ones like that other uni one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Dodgy. goodness. No, it's oh. – um, what have we got coming up? What do we have coming up? What well, have we got unfortunately, because um, it is full-fledged springtime <laughs> and the weather is warming up and becoming beautiful, um, what's coming up is a shed load of diet and weight loss ads in mm-hmm. your social media feed and yes. in your life and people talking about their diets and, and it just kind of being everywhere. Yes. And so to counter that, we are going to run in a few weeks up on the 4th of October. October. We are going to run a Diet Culture Spring Clean webinar, a free webinar. Um, it'll be, I think it'll be about an hour and it's going to have some practical yeah. steps on where is diet culture hiding in your life and in your spaces. Yes. 
and how can we So will we do that on Zoom it? and people can ask questions? Yes, stuff? it'll be yes. Zoom and people can ask questions. Um, so if you're not on our mailing list, get on our mailing list to get up to find out yes. updates can we? That. We can create an event in our thing, can't we? And we can put that in the show notes Ooh. probably. I don't know, but we will find out. Yes, you can find out whether... I'm actually talking a whole lot of nonsense by checking our show notes when this comes That's out. Right. If there's a link in there to register for our <laughs> webinar, Susan was right. If there's not, there'll be a link to somewhere else where you can go. <laughs> I think there's got to be a way. I reckon we can do it. it. Yes. We'll set ourselves a so, goal. By the time this comes out, we'll, we'll have worked out how to do it. We will. That's on my list of jobs. Excellent. All right. Well, wherever you are, we hope you're having a lovely day. And And hopefully it's sunshiny and lovely. I hope so. And we'll catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye.